fast you're going. What? How fast you're going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast. If you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot. Leave now. Run in your safe space. Get your little cloth for your tears. All the opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and his guest and do not reflect the opinions of any local or government agency. Welcome to Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, Iceman. We have a very special guest, uh, another podcaster, law enforcement professional also. Goes uh name's Charlie from the, let me get it right now, <laughs> the 10-8 <laughs> Memes Podcast, correct? Yeah, okay. yeah. So it's it's 10-8 Memes, and then we got the 10-8 Podcast. Okay. But, um, I just combined yeah. it together. Nope, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> I've... I've it's kind of all gone one way or another at some point, so it's all good. I mentioned it last night. Uh, yeah, today's Thursday. Yeah, La- I mentioned it last night on the live show for the other people that were listening there. So this is Charlie. He is on. Uh, you did. You did like seven, eight years on the the patrol on the streets. And I then- did. I did about uh, six years on the streets, and now I'm six months into dispatch. So well, dispatching can be uh difficult work also i mean i'm not like some of the other just street cops because uh i got stuck on light duty one time from a motorcycle crash and let me tell you what i'm i'm not built for dispatching because uh i'm either typing on a computer or talking on the phone and it's real hard for me to do both at the same time right <laughs> I am not yeah, it it took me a long time to well not a long time but it took me a minute to get acclimated to doing that and not only that, but like listening to what the person's saying on the phone as you're typing, like it's one thing to be like, all right, hold on, stop talking for a second. And uh, it's taken me a long time to get used to that to the point. Now I can basically do it. My center is very small. We um, at, at most, we're going to have four people in on the on the floor, but one person works radio. The other guys work uh, the, the phones, but at a moment's notice, the guy on the phone could be working radio if the guy on the radio gets tied up on something. Um, So that's, that's really the difficult part where you're talking on the phone. You got officer asking for something, you got to key up and you got to make sure that you're answering them, not the person on the phone. It gets, it gets pretty hectic. And then if we have a, if we have like a high priority call come in or you just got a lot of moving parts on call, you're uh, you're really multitasking and it for guys with ADHD like me or undiagnosed, but it gets, you know, it's kind of like, all right, what was I working on two seconds ago? Cause I can't remember. <laughs> um, I'm still working on that. I'm not, I'm not perfect at that just yet, but well, they make medication for that. Yeah. Yeah. I know <laughs> for sure. It's, it's, uh, you know, I did, so I, I did six years on the road, but for about a year and a half of it, I was in narcotics and, uh, but like, not like jump out street crimes. I was more uh, long-term investigations and it's uh, the hardest part for me was the time management. So I would have five different cases on my, on my desk and I'd be like, all right, I would make one a priority. And I was like, all right, I'm going to put all my eggs in that basket and start working on it until the sergeant then goes, Hey, what happened to this one? 
And it's like, ah, damn it. Okay. Now I'm going to focus on this. And that's when things would get all jumbled. And that's ultimately what I, being honest, that's where I failed. It was like, I couldn't manage all those cases, especially going completely um, devoting enough time to each individual case. So I was like, you know what, let me go to, let me go back to patrol. Uh, let me work one call at a time. And, and that's it. You know, I don't have to keep following up on things and it, it's tough. And especially like before I left the road, my ultimate goal was to, to become a detective, like a major case detective. So I definitely had some more uh, learning and living to do before I made that jump because same thing, if you're going to be working upstairs or anything, uh, you're going to have multiple cases on your, on your boat. Oh yeah. Well, there's plenty of uh, law enforcement people on Adderall and Ridley and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, a few years, a couple of years back, I always have problems. My problem was um, <clears throat> when it came to sitting down and writing reports. Mm-hmm. It would take me two hours to write a 30-minute report because I'd end up start doing this, and also the next thing I'm over here n- not writing my report, doing something else. So if yeah, I, I yeah. finally ended up talking to my doctor, I'm like, look, someone's got to get outside. You know, it's taking me two hours to, to write a 30-minute report because it's just like I, I keep – they ended up putting me on Ritalin. And uh, I've been on it for years now. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it it made a big difference. I can just sit down yeah. and I can, I, I can like – I can like focus on one thing at a time now instead of like I'm almost like, oh hey, look a squirrel and you'd scurl Yeah, yeah, for sure. It. There's there's two different ways. So I actually it's funny this came up. I on my show, um, I linked up with a um she she's a fem- she's a lady with a PhD. Her dad is a New Orleans cop, actually. And um so we we've talked a lot. She's been on my show a couple times now for different science based episodes, one of them being ADHD. She's the first person that having a conversation with her, I was like, huh, maybe that is me. And um, I've learned so much about it, but I've yet to be officially diagnosed yet. Uh, but it's as soon as I can get into a doctor's office, I'm going to be like, listen, this is, this is my life. This is how I do things. But the last doctor I talked to, they were like, Oh, were you hyper as a kid? And I was like, no. And then as the more I researched, it's like, that is, that is such an old school way of thinking of ADHD. Like the scatterbrainness is so me like, it's it's funny because my girlfriend and I are different but similar. She's OCD. I live in organized chaos. But we both have this whole ADHD thing going on as far as like when we clean the house, we'll be like, all right, we're we're cleaning something here. This has to go back into this room. We go there, then we start cleaning that room that we walked into. So it's it's crazy. But that's that's one of the ways ADHD can affect you is like one of them is you can't stay still on one idea or one is you do, you stay still on this one idea for so long. And then the other one comes in and you stay on this one for so long. And it's oh, just, yeah. it's, it's the, it's a jumbling effect, but I I've, I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of cops, actually a, a, another uh, Louisiana cop who said, who's from up in my neck of the woods in Jersey, who, who's a transplant. And she said that uh, getting, Actually, I think I'm switching people around. But either way, uh, saying that when she started taking uh, medication for it, it changed her life. Like, it was amazing how normal she finally felt. And I was like, that's crazy. And I started asking her, I was like, so wait, do you like go in a room and not forget why you went in that room? She goes, oh, no, I remember everything. I'm like, this is insane. This is like a whole different world here. Um, so I'm I'm very interested to see how my job performance will change if I if I get onto some kind of medication that'll help 
mitigate that just because I always thought that I was just scatterbrained, you know, but to know that, oh, no, there might actually be a medical diagnosis that's the issue. Yeah, and there's lots yeah. of people that's like, oh, what's this? That? Of course, you know, I'm older than you. Uh, when I was a kid growing up, you know, it was like, oh, that's what they called it. Oh, he's just hyper. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't give him no more red Kool-Aid, you know, uh-huh. no sugar and stuff like that because, you know. They just called it hyperactivity, and you get your ass whipped because <laughs> you yeah. didn't because you didn't listen. But uh, no, it it helps out a lot. So you can get that checked yeah. out. And yeah, I um, I was so I was I was telling you earlier. I was on a podcast last night, and it was a mental health based podcast. And I had I had in a very like touch and go statement I said about ADHD. At the end of the podcast, the host goes, um, "So she asked if I was hyper as a kid, and I said no." And then she goes, you know, I want to tell you about some symptoms of being ADHD. And she's like, well, being very talkative is one. And we were supposed to be on for an hour. We were on for three hours because I just couldn't shut up. Like, she's like, this is one of them. And then she was like, how's your caffeine tolerance? I was like, oh, it's super high. Like, it doesn't, you know, pick me up. It's kind of like just keeps me mellow. And she's like, yeah, that's another sign. And she just keeps checking off. I was like, oh, can you tell my doctor this? Because I've been saying it for over a year now. Yeah, it's like everybody's like, oh, I didn't go get an energy drink. No, I, I like the white monsters, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not because they give me energy. I just like the way it tastes because uh-huh. everybody's like, I can drink an energy drink and it don't do shit for me. Yes. Like, absolutely yes. nothing. So I'm the same way. I So when I was in the police academy in, in where I was in Florida and a lot of places here in Florida, actually, it's different than most of the places in the country where it's built into a community college and it's treated the exact same way. So Monday through Friday, eight to five, you're in the community college setting. You didn't have to be sponsored to go. You didn't have to be hired by an agency. You could just pay your way through. And that's what I did. I didn't even know that you could get hired by a police department and they would pay for you to go through the academy. That was, didn't even know that existed. So I paid my way to go to the academy, but I also still had bills to pay. So I, I worked. So I would go to the academy Monday through Friday, eight to five, but from six to 11 after the academy i went to work and i worked in the call center so what i would do is i would get off the academy drive to work i would bring a change of clothes i would change in the bathroom i would go to work get off i would go to home which i lived with my family at the time so they would leave a if i was lucky they would leave a plate of food out for me not always though and i would make a cup of coffee because i needed just a little bit more pep i guess i think it was it was mind over matter at that point but i would just take i would drink that i would iron my uniform i would shine my boots i go to bed no issues i had no issues sleeping and then in the academy i would you know same thing so that would that would be my daily routine and so yeah i could drink a cup of coffee and go right to sleep and that's how it is today no i got you like i said doesn't coffee don't really ever have really affected me or anything like that at all nope i um i was challenged by one of my podcast guests uh back in january to because it was about uh, about 10 o'clock at night and i was interviewing her and it was it was a uh it was a mental health and physical health episode and we're talking just like you and i are and instead of having a a beer or whatever or water i had a a red bull because i just left the gym and i was just using the red bull half for like enjoyment, half for thinking that it would just carry me until time to go to bed. And she yelled at me. She's like, what are you doing? She's like, we're talking about taking care of your body and you're here sucking down a Red Bull at 10 o'clock at night. 
So she challenged me for a week to not touch any caffeine after noon, um, which wasn't impossible. I did it. Um, the first day I actually had no caffeine because I slept till about 1130. So by the time I got my ass out of bed, it was already noon. So I couldn't touch caffeine. Got a migraine that day. That sucked. But I did. And I will say that when I did cut out caffeine or when I limited my caffeine till for that week, I slept great. Like probably some of the best sleep I've gotten in a long time. Um, so it's different. I don't think that it doesn't stop me from going to sleep. I've never had that issue, but I think the quality of my sleep is probably impacted at that point. Yeah. Well, I know night shift cops have sleep issues and stuff like that. I, when I first started, I was a night shift cop. Uh-huh. Of course, that's where everybody wants to start out at is on night shift. Cause that's when all the, the good shit happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's at night. Oh yeah. I, I prefer nights. Um, when I was working the road, I, I worked nights the whole time, except when I worked narcotics, that was a more day swing shift kind of schedule. But I, just like you said, I liked getting into shit. I liked, um, making car stops, getting into cars, arresting people like that. Also, that's where you get the most fun in progress calls too, like the burglaries in progress is the car breaks, the, you know, stuff like that. Um, and obviously there's more room for proactivity at night too. And, um, so I always preferred it and I prefer it now too, even in dispatch for different reasons. So where I moved, I moved from a inner city, busy, lots of calls. Now it's much more suburban, you know, families go to sleep at 10 o'clock and nothing happens after that. You know, because only time we really get called are when families are fighting or people are ODing. That's about it. Civil di- disturbances. Yeah, yeah. So days are are slamming. Nights, nothing happens after ten. If I was if I was on the road at this agency, I'd be, I'd either be bored out of my mind or I'd be, you know, the one kicking all the the wasp's nest that they didn't know existed. <laughs> and I'd be stopping all the cars. Um, but I want to go to night shift now just for personal schedule reasons, but. Because of that, because of nothing happening at night in the, in the dispatch world, uh, the dispatchers want to work at night because they got less to do. So catch yeah, the up older, on, more catch up on them Jerry Springer shows. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> find, out, find out who the baby daddy is. Uh huh. Oh man, I watched so many different when I was on nights for training and stuff at this agency. I watched so many different shows and stuff at at uh, at night on dispatch. Now at days. HGTV is like that's a big thing. Lots of <laughs> lots of lots of the biddies in in dispatch watch HGTV, which I don't mind because you know I'm I'm looking at getting a house soon, so it's not not terrible. But uh, it's like, did you yeah. know that you could build a whole boat out of Flex Seal? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, yeah, I I used to love nights. Me and my when I was in my like my main squad, I. I, I got kicked around from a few different squads for different reasons. But when I found the squad that I fit the best in at night, we, I had, I wasn't even the, uh, I think amongst us, I was the most senior, but I wasn't the most senior on the squad, but there were five, five guys. And then me, so six. And each one of them had a different role in my life. So I had my one buddy, John, if I wanted to get into some shit, I wanted to, you know, use the forces, chases, whatever. I'd hang out with him for the night. If I just wanted to answer some calls, do some traffic stops, write a few tickets, be busy, but not and get in trouble tonight. I, I would do the three middles. If I want to just kick it for the night and not do anything, I, ha- I went to my girl down the, the fifth one and <laughs> she would just we would sit in the parking lot and just BS. But there was 
there was time and a place for every single one of those groups. And my sergeants didn't give a damn. They were like, Hey, it works. You guys are fine. Except for when me and my buddy, John, we get into stuff after a while, they'd be like, all right, you two separate where I'm done writing what we call blue teams. When you get into use of force, I'm done writing them for the week. Just go do something else. <laughs> but I mean, Oh, me and me and John, we get into some stuff, man. There was a, a vacant lot. It was owned by, um, like a real estate firm or something, but it was, it was just vacant, but it was right up to the river. So people would park there. They'd either watch the sunset and smoke a little dope. They would do dope deals. They would go swimming in the river, a bunch of stuff, usually nothing good. And uh, we would always go. That was the honey hole. We would go there and we'd, we'd do something. If we want stats, we'd go there. So one day we got a call because it was right next to a condo and the condo was like, Hey, there's people swimming in the river. I was like, lady, mind your business, but whatever we go there. And sure enough, there's these three, 20 somethings and uh they're swimming and like hey you know you actually can't be here it's 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 posted no trespassing you being here is against the law or against the sign i technically can arrest you i don't want to so just get to kicking well we we identify everybody uh two guys and a girl the one guy had a warrant out of a at a nearby county i was like hey man hate to do this to you but you got a warrant you gotta you gotta go uh, then everyone started acting a fool. The, uh, the, the, his buddy, the, the guy that we were arresting, no problem. He's like, Oh my bad. I didn't know I had that. Whatever. It is what it is. The buddy was an asshole. The buddy was like, no, you ain't taking him. You're doing it. Cause he's black. I'm like, no, I'm doing it. Cause he has a warrant. Like, I don't, I, I ran you too. You're clean. Get out of here. Um, so he starts talking all this shit and we were like, dude, just go. You're not in trouble. Just go. We'll get you his information. You can call the jail and do what you got to do. He starts leaving. All right, we're cool. And it was um, the dude and his girlfriend. And she was going with him. The dude comes back because he he was nice and liquored up while we're, you know, getting all the stuff organized. And he's like, no, fuck you, cops. Fuck you, crackers. Again, this is a white guy. Fuck you, crackers. (laughs) And he starts whipping out his dick. And my buddy John's like, hell no. He he actually literally wanted to fuck you. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So my buddy John grabs him in a bear hug and like, he like suplexes the guy on the ground. We're like, we're not, we're not playing this game no more. So that, I mean, did we need to do that? Maybe not. I don't know, but we, we hooked him up. We're like, all right, now you're on, now you got resisting and trespassing charges. Get out of here. Now the chick, she's on the street. She's good. She comes back and she says, what are you doing? And I was like, he was being dick by showing his dick. We're, we're done here. And so she's like, well, he's my ride. Can you arrest me too? I'm like, no, like leave. And she refused to leave. So we had to hook her too. And then when we got her to transport or we got all three of them, she was the worst. She was the worst. She was the one kicking and screaming and like screaming bloody murder. Oh, they raped me. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, are you me? Like you were the one that was not in trouble out of all three of you. And you're you, acting the fool. You volunteered to go to jail. That, yeah. like, that was life though. Because that guy literally got his dick knocked in the dirt. Literally, yeah. <laughs> just, just literally, his dick was not knocked in the dirt. Oh man, it was. It's like I, I don't understand why he just like like whipped his dick. I mean, was that supposed to intimidate? He's literally, fear, yeah. Fear we, my. We watch the as we're watching as we're writing the use of force. We're watching our body camera. Like, why did he do that? Like, he couldn't just come up and say, "Fuck you guys." No, he yeah. literally yeah. whipped it out. Fear my cock. It's <laughs> like, what the, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just listen. I've I've drank with the best of them, and I've never been like, you know what I got to do tonight? 
whip my dick out in front of a cop. Yeah, I'm just going to whip it out and just show it to him. Look at this big boy. <laughs> God. I have no idea. I felt bad for the black dude. He was the coolest one. Like, I was like, bro, this, what happened? And he's like, she's nuts. And I was like, yeah, you think? He is too, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> he had nothing to say about his buddy. I guess he must be used to him. I don't know. Jesus. But, like, that, I mean, that was just like, an example of the shit we would get into like that was not we didn't have to go that far but it just happened like we just brought out the best in people well, I don't and, mean, he just he pulled his dick out so me. right no they they definitely escalated it but it was only when me and john were together like if it was me and the other guys we never really got into shit so like that basically I mean, everyone, john was the shit magnet yeah yeah and i just like running around with him because <laughs> it was fun so <laughs> so if he's listening to this he i'm sure he remembers that story there's another one where we had a hard, we had a hard rock cafe or whatever in the, in the jurisdiction. And, uh, there was a VIP party and, uh, it was like, I don't know, probably $500 to get in. Damn. And uh, yeah, a good it was, party. <laughs> yeah, it was, I think some rapper was hosting it, I think. And, uh, some kid like 17, 18 year old kid snuck in. I think it had to be 18 cause he was not a juvenile and he snuck in. And he was drinking people's bottles of champagne, just grabbing them and chugging them. And so when hotel security found him, they're like, we want, we, you need to go. And they described him as a short white kid, skinny with like a triple XL purple button up shirt. How are you going to miss that? Right. Well, he so basically driving- had a curtain. If he was skinny with a triple XL. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it was, it was I'm, huge. On I'm him, a man. big guy. and wear two X. Uh huh. Yeah. It was, it was huge on him. It was like, yeah. Um, Oh, you know, in the in the cartoon movie Pinocchio, the um, uh, the two the cats I can't remember their names at the, this moment, but the two cats that like take him to the island of, of lost boys or whatever. The so. one, the one cat, not the main one, but the kind of goofy one. He wore a shirt where like it covered his hands. That's what this guy looked like. And um, so we see him, and we're before we even get on scene to the hotel, and we see him. We're like, oh, perfect, this is our guy. And because uh, how are you going to miss him? And we, we get out with him like, Hey man, you know, blah, 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 blah. Talking about him. He's like, no, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. And he takes off running from, from me and John and John and I just grab him. Cause the dude wasn't quick. And we grabbed him by his oversized sleeve and we, and we, uh, his face met the concrete. Cause just, you know, for the momentum he was going and, uh, I'm like, all right, well, we're going to, we're going to hook him. We didn't even make contact with the, the, the hotel. And, uh, you know, my, my supervisor shows up or not even, we just, we, we call the rest, which for us is called 1015. We call it 1015 and uh, we're going to take him to the firehouse to get him cleaned up. He got a little, little bloody lip. And uh, she's like, whoa, 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 what, what just happened? And we tell her and she goes, no, 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 no. You go back to that hotel. You get him identified, blah, 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 blah. It's like, I don't need to, but okay, that's fine. And uh, we end up going back in the hotel originally did not want to press charges. And uh, we're like, hold on a second. I was like, let me tell you what just happened. And, and I break it down to him. I'm like, you know, this guy ran from us. He busted his lip. Now I got a supervisor telling me that, you know, we, we may have violated his rights, which I know we didn't, but I'm going to need you to reconsider what you just told me. And then I was like, how much was a, it was a single bottle of champagne. And they told me, or I said, well, how much was a ticket to $5, $500, blah, blah, blah. Basically I, we, we got them to press charges for grand theft for the, the champagne that he chugged. <laughs> on top of his other charges that he had in our presence. So it was just a, uh, 
shit show. And that was just a nightly occurrence with me and John. So eventually they moved him to the other side of the district. So we couldn't play anymore. And you know, it just, it's all fine and dandy, but it was just crazy stuff. I know he remembers that when we talked about it last week. It's good stuff. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that you work on night shift where if you're working day shift, you're not going to get into that kind of stuff. You might get into a few things, but it's not going to be as fun. Yeah. You'll get some stuff on days on, Usually on holidays or weekends, most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Or late in the afternoon, but other than that, you know, you. I don't know. Late in the, the agency, afternoon, yeah, right. The agency you work for, I mean, both the agencies I've worked for, I mean, day shift, you're you're unlocking cars because we still unlock mm-hmm. cars. Get pretty good at breaking in cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. With a with a slim gym and stuff, and they got that big rod you can use now. You know, you know, taking you know. My neighbor's dog shit in my yard complaints. Oh, and, yeah. and, you know, I took a, just shit like that. I took a call this morning um, where the guy was like, oh, you know, my neighbor just cut the grass and he he, he blew the clippings onto my yard. He did it out of spite. I want to press charges. Man, for, for if you don't get off my phone. Yeah, <laughs> I, had a, I had a woman call in one time me a hundred years ago and I was still in uniform. On an animal, I got dispatched to an animal complaint, so I get over there, and this woman actually told me that and she's like, "I'm like, well, what's wrong?" She says, "My neighbor's dog came over here and and raped my dog, <laughs> and I have a purebred dog, and it was a mutt." I said, "Did your dog say stop at <laughs> any point in this?" And she's looking at me like I'm stupid. I'm like, "Did you know? Did she say stop? Did she resist?" Or and she's looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like. Well, I mean, how do you know the dog didn't want it? Uh. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, just stupid right, yeah, shit. Like yeah, that. Yeah. And I actually wrote that report like that. Yeah. Lady claims that neighbor's dog came over and raped her dog. She could not advise if her dog resisted or said stop at any point. I turned that shit in for detectives. <laughs> I mean, I did. I was like, mm-hmm. Y'all gonna have to read this shit too. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. If I have to deal with it, you are too. I when I first got hired, I was a civilian. I had to work the front desk, and we could write reports. And my sergeant at the time was a reserve sergeant, and he uh, his rule was, hey, they show up, they want to report, they get a report. Doesn't matter how crazy it is, how stupid it is, they want to report, they get it. I had this one guy. I had two of them. One, this lady was. Both of them were nuts, but one of them. This lady thought her daughter was Nicki Minaj, the rapper, and that people were ex- were trying to extort money from her. Um, such and such. It, it, so many different. It was so convoluted. But she wanted the report. So we wrote the report. And I had a trainee as a civilian. I still had a trainee. And he was like, how do I write this? I was like, what she put in that statement? You say the... The complainant said, and then you just copy it. Just don't don't try to creative write it. Don't make it a story. You say what she said, and that's it. Because that's as far as it's going to go. Complainant stated this. Yeah, and that's it. The other one, this guy uh, said, basically, he retold the story of the Expendables, but with him being a main character, basically saying that Al Pacino and Arnold Schwarzenegger were, uh, well, Al Pacino wasn't in the Expendables, but uh, we're trying to... Um, uh, they were all part of this government conspiracy to to get him and that the government put a listening device up his nose and they were all trying to extract it from just all this crazy stuff. And we had to write the report. And I'm like, this is the stupidest thing. Something There was also a, a meatball Parmesan sandwich involved in his story at some point. Um, it was just I mean, I, I feel 
I I don't know why they got rid of the state pri- uh, mental institution uh, system, but yeah, must be like we are with the, the our state. Uh, they shut down all the state mental hospitals and basically mm-hmm. let all the nutbags out, and there's nowhere yeah. to put them now, unfortunately. And I will be serious for a minute, people. Uh, y'all know I'm using us here. Mental health issues is a is a you know you hear about it on the news and stuff like that. It, it's a, a big thing, and when you're trying yeah. to deal, you know we're law enforcement. We're not mental health people. You try to deal with these people. We only usually have one avenue to put them in jail. Right. You know, yeah. They yeah, can here, be here in dangerous. Florida, you can take them to a hospital and they'll, they'll do a 75 or 72 hour hold or minimum or maximum. I'm sorry. Uh, anything else you need a court order. But if they're crazy, then they're not going to go into involuntary confinement. Nope. You know, that's they have to say that they want to kill themselves or somebody else. So if they're just nuts like Mr. Meatball Parm, then he go he gets his little case slip. All right, have a nice day. Yeah, he's and now he's gonna go. He's gonna nut, go do something else. Nuts when he gets out. Yeah, because it's just it, it's an issue everywhere. I don't know why they shut down all these state mental hospitals. It, it's from I mean you know it's obviously there were issues. So when I got hired, we had to sit through crisis intervention training, and you know we watched the the the, show, the movie they showed us was probably from the eighties. <laughs> talking about the mental health crisis and oddly enough it was published by the state of florida but it featured my city as one of the the go-to places for, for crazies. crazies. It's, it's funny yeah and uh which i know that's not the politically correct term for these these uh emotionally uh disturbed people but, i'm not very i'm not pc at all <laughs> <laughs> but um listen listen if you are in a crisis if you're you know bipolar suicidal whatever that's one thing. But when you are thinking that Al Pacino is coming after your nose, you're, you're a little crazy there. Um, but yeah, so it showed that. And yes, at, at one point, the, the state mental health facilities were, were so uh, poorly ran and they were mistreating people. And I get it. And I think that's really why they got all shut down. But they also shouldn't be just wandering around the streets and causing other issues for other people, namely first responders, but really anybody. Uh, if you've ever been accosted by somebody on, on the, you know, at a at a gas station, you know, with a story like that or panhandling, you you know, you're a victim of of this this flawed mental health system, and it's it's sad and it's frustrating at the same time. Yeah, I had a woman. I can say her name. Uh, I don't know if I said this story before, but she, I got called to her. She used to call all the time. She hated me. She would actually call, and it was if she was in my zone, and she would. Ask them not to send me, mm-hmm. particularly. But they would send me anyway because I was the only one in that zone. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I went over there one time, and uh, she wanted me to arrest her husband because he was a lazy bastard. And uh, he, you know, he all he did, she said, all he did was sit in his chair, watch TV, smoke cigarettes, and fart all day. <laughs> well, I look at the husband. You know, he ain't got no legs, like double <laughs> amputee from, he used to work for the railroad company, got run over by train, no legs, like above the knee, no legs. And she's like, that lazy, I think, what the hell you want to do, push mode of yard? <laughs> right, I, did, I looked at her, I'm like, you want, what, what you want to do? I said, he ain't got no damn legs. He has no legs. You don't have magic. You don't have Lieutenant Dan legs or nothing. He has no fucking legs. And it's like, she's like, get out of my house, you motherfucker. I'm like, all right. 
give me the key because I had to climb over that 10-foot chain-link fence. You got, I ain't giving you the key. All right. Some of your fire department, we cut the lock off of it. No, yeah, this bitch was just plum nah. crazy. Plum <laughs> crazy. Was mad at her husband because, I mean, I don't know what she wanted him to do. But <laughs> right. what she wanted him to do. He had no legs. You can't put him on right. a riding lawnmower. You can't stop the damn thing. You ain't got no legs. <laughs> right. You need the hand control. I mean, <laughs> We, I, I was pretty good on the road, like entertaining the people with, with just the crazy stories and stuff. But there was one I was still new and my zone partner, we went to the academy together. He got out or he got through training a, a little bit before me. And uh, we're at this lady's house and she's she's nuttier than a squirrel turd. And uh, she's she's saying that she's Janice Joplin. She was definitely not Janice Joplin. And uh, someone was across the street. Uh, injecting her with poison through a needle from across the street. And I, I lost it. I started laughing. I walked away and she goes, he's laughing because he thinks I'm crazy. I was like, yeah, you're right. That was the most uh, conscious thought you said all day. I didn't say that to her, but I, I thought it. And I, I pulled my buddy aside later. I'm like, dude, I, I'm sorry. I'm good at keeping a poker face in these situations. But she lost me when she said she was Janice Joplin. Like that's the only thing that would have made it like funnier if it was like a dude, you know, like a, a just that person, but a dude saying she, he was Janice Joplin, and it was it was bad. Great crazy people can some can be very uh, entertaining, and some are very dangerous. Of course, but, of course, yeah. Besides the uh, cock boy, have you had any other naked calls? Involving yeah, naked people because Freebird, who's uh, you know, helps helps out with the podcast a lot. He was reserved for like fifteen years. He has never had a naked call. Really? No, and he's jealous. Oh. He's jealous. Man, I've had I've had naked calls. I just got to think about there. We had we had a, a sergeant when I was still reserve, and um, he was. I mean, he at, at the time he was probably in his sixties. He was, he was our, our reserve sergeant. He had done probably 40, 50 years in, on the job from start to where he was. And uh, I remember some naked lady was running down the street. He, he got on the radio and said, oh, she's naked as a jaybird. That <laughs> was just the funniest thing, just the way he said it, you know, just his, his old uh, South Carolina vernacular and everything. Um, oh, man. I, so I worked in the, in the bar district. And so people were always naked for some reason or another bar fights. Chicks always seem to lose their, their mini skirts or whatever, um, or their hair. Like they always pull out their wigs. It's just crazy. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think of like a good naked lady or naked dudes. Oh, here's one. I wasn't involved in this, but this was like bad. I really hope the girl involved, um, listens to this. Cause it was, it was crazy. I was off, I think where I was working something else, but I saw it on Facebook or YouTube or whatever later. So we had a big special event in town and one of our local uh, frequent flyers was at the gas station, right where the special event was causing an issue at the convenience store. Excuse me. And he is, uh, I think they just didn't want to serve him because he was, uh, he was high. And uh, so they the officers respond to leave to get him to leave. It's always the trespassing calls. It's always the ones where there's like, we're not going to arrest you if you leave. And then they got to act a fool. They don't want to leave. Um, <laughs> and so he start he whips it out and uh, and he starts pissing on the on the store door. 
and and now now we got issues here and um so they're like chasing him around there's a car i think it was like an suv parked right probably in the handicap spot and he's like running around and they're chasing and they finally get him like squared up and she, I think she was trying to tase him, and uh, which I mean that's that's a bad day if you're if you're getting tased with your dick out. Yeah. Which by the way, that just that just gave me another one, so I will tell you this story after that. Um, so out of nowhere, so it's two females, my one my one female friend Dominique, and then another female officer that worked there. And I dropped her name just so when she's listening, she can tune in on that. Um, not to not to dime her out like that, but anyway. So they're there, they're doing contact cover, no big deal. She's trying, they're trying to keep distance from the naked man with the pee pee dick. And then out of nowhere, like you remember the Super Bowl com- commercial, probably from like 10, 12 years ago now, um, the office linebacker, where they're working in the office, and out of nowhere, Terry Tate comes over and just pancakes the guy, like <laughs> like Jim from accounting. Yeah, out of nowhere, this one of our guys comes and just flats the dude just he was not expecting it and they take him down and it, i mean he's the man's naked at this point he, he just took all his shit out so they, he hits the pavement and the video was from a third person or a third party camera so it wasn't body camera or anything so you saw the whole thing you just hear everyone go oh like he just hit the deck it was like he knocked the soul out of that man it was just it was amazing i gotta find it because it was hilarious you so. could make a perfect video out of that with the Leroy Jenkins audio, yes, <laughs> that that would be spot. that that I would gotta, be great. You know, you know what I'm talking about. That audio, I do, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that they had oh, that man. one uh, video I saw. They they did it where the the cops are following in the unit with the bad guy or something, and also uh-huh. they did Leroy Jenkins and his other cop car and run him over. runs him over. <laughs> yeah, yep, I remember that one. Yep. Oh man, it was, that was so crazy. So the other story that that made me think of a little more serious, um, I was on narcotics. So middle of the day, remember I said, nothing crazy happens in the middle of the day. This is an exception. Um, we got a call. It was an active. It came in as a suspicious incident, but the guy was trying to make it sound like it was an active shooter. Basically the guy called 911 and said, um, Hey, I just killed a bunch of people at this hotel and I'm going to kill more. Well, uh, the problem with the way he said it was no one believed him because the hotel, no one else called. And that's, that's, you know, that's, that's kind of a big weird. sign. Yeah. 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 So we get to the hotel and it wasn't, it didn't come from a hotel, the hotel line. It came from a cell phone that was pinging in the, in the hotel or that's where the phase two location was. So we get to the front desk and say, Hey, we're looking for a phone number. It seems to come back to this person. And they're like, yep, he's up in room 604, like really high up. So because of the allegations, there was a bunch of us anyway, there was about four of them plus hotel security that took the stairs and me and my buddy went, why are you taking the stairs all the way to the sixth floor? We're taking the elevator. So me and my buddy get in the elevator. We go up to the sixth floor and I was instantly thinking, all right, we might be going into an ambush. Like this sounds way too funky. So we get off the elevator um, the room was to the right. Cause you know how like on elevators at the hotels, it says like, Oh, this, this room, this way, this. Okay. So it was to the right, but I went to the left because it was a T hallway. And I was like, this guy could be waiting around the corner to cap us. So I go, I clear it's not there as I'm clearing my buddy goes, he's right here. Show me your hands. So I, I about face and run it. Guy was butt naked standing probably 30 yards away from us. Um, 30 feet, I'm sorry, 30 feet away from us, butt naked, 
and he's holding knives, like like uh, a couple switchblades, a couple pocket knives. And he's holding them. So my buddy's trained on him with his gun. I got my gun out. And then he's like, no, 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 they're just knives. They're just knives. Get the taser. So I get my taser out. Now we got the fancy new taser sevens that have the, the further darts. They have the standoff darts. Um, I, I deployed both of them, but we were still too far away. Okay. Uh, at this point, uh, Joe, Dick and Harry, the ones that took the stairs, they finally get there and they go, Oh, we got some real shit going on here. So they run up, they take their tasers out now with ample people. They make entry into the room. They start popping them with the tasers. Every single one of those people shot him with the taser, except for my one buddy that, that was still trained on with the gun. They, so when you see the video and it, it went viral, it was on a uh, certain uh, people that we were talking about before we press record. It was on their channel where they were critiquing it. He said some not nice things about me, but what, that's whatever. Um, he's like, I've never seen a taser work from that far, man. It, it was not as far as it looked in the thing. I thought we, I thought we were good anyway. And you look in there and it, the guy looks like Spider-Man with all the different cables all, going to him. All the leads. All, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so they go. And at this point, I didn't go in the room because, A, I was already out of taser cartridges. And, B, someone had to take some kind of incident command. And I was like, all right, everyone get out of the room. There's no one in the room except him. We'll treat him as a barricaded subject. If he wants to come out or if he wants to charge us, we'll handle it accordingly. But get out. So we, we pull out of the room. We keep a visual on him. Um, at this point, oh, at some point, one of the geniuses puts his taser away and sprays OC in the room. Um, so now we're all in the, the hotel gagging and coughing, but not the guy that's been shot with seven tasers. He's fine, but we're all fucked up. So I don't know why he thought that, but that's a different story. So at this point, um, we, we get, you know, supervisors show up, sergeants, lieutenants, and their start, uh, captains show up. I don't know why the captain showed up, but they did. And uh, they're, they're doing an incident command right in the hallway of this room, waiting for the dude to come out. They try to hostage negotiate him. Nothing's going on. So eventually they go grab the 40 Mike Mike and they're like, all right, we're going in there and we're going to take him out with us. We're going to figure this out. So we all we make a stack. We go in, hit him with one 40 Mike Mike, and he's like nothing. He just like makes a face like, really? You, you thought that would hurt me? The second one is what got him, though. We hit him and the man, he like looked and you just hear this, the like primordial like, oh, like that got him. It was it. Uh, he falls to the floor. We get him. He at one point he threw knives at us. He hit my buddy in the in the vest, um, but he threw him. He wasn't like actively stabbing. So it literally just was an object hitting him and falling and um, <clears throat> put him into custody. Only then did whatever high he was on break. And he's like, we shot the man in the dick. There was there was a taser probe <laughs> in the man's dick. And um, who yeah, took and that like, one out? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then he's like, oh man, my eyes burn, my skin burns. So now he's starting to feel, you know, whatever excited delirium he was on or whatever started to drop. Um, his suicide, suicide by cop attempt did not pan out, um, which was good. Um, he's in prison now. And, uh, but it was just talk about naked man. Like it was it. And again, Florida naked man, um, he he took seven tasers, one to the dick, OC, two forty Mike Mike rounds, and he finally gave up. I wonder if he pees outside of his dick now. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's like stand by. It's like stop. Why are you facing me? Because it comes out. So. <laughs> that that has to hurt yeah. like a son of a bitch pulling that probe oh. out your dick. 
Uh-huh. And it, I mean, I don't know if you know about the Taser 7, but the, the needles are much bigger than the, the previous Taser. So like there's a special, well, now there is, but before it was just you grab some pliers and yank it. So it was not a good time for him. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So you're you're, just... you're like a dick magnet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. Stay away from them. People will pull their dicks out. <laughs> He didn't pee yeah. on their body. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, pissing on people, just whipping it out, getting tased in it. <laughs> um, I I have an ongoing joke on my on my page where it's like, if you get a naked woman call, it is never the naked woman you want to see. Like you're gonna think that you're gonna go see like, you know, some hot. Even even if it's like a 20, 21, 22 year old female, it's still not the female you want to see. No, it's, it's the meth. Be- it's the meth head with swords all over. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's just, it's terrible. I had one, I mean, like I said, I worked the bar district. So occasionally I would get like the college age ones that were attractive, but at that point they're so fucked up that they're, you know, any chance of them being any kind of attractive is gone. Um, when I was still working, uh, transport, I, uh, picked her up and she was, she must've been on like MDMA or, or something. Cause she was, she was, high and low like she would go from like oh you're cute to fuck the fuck 12 blah 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 <laughs> so got her in the wagon whatever and i was driving it i had to go make a pickup at the hospital because a guy that they had fought just got cleared and uh, he was still squirrely we threw him in the van and i was a, i was part-time i wasn't even a full-time cop at the time and uh he uh, so I assumed that the senior officers searched him and did everything that they needed to do. So we're driving and leave the hospital and I had to get paperwork or property or something for, for miss, uh, miss MDMA. And so I get like halfway back to that part of the station. We had two districts. I get back to that one and, um, they can hear on the radio. She's kicking. She had slipped her cuff. She's hitting it up against the plexiglass, which is right against my head. And the dude was carrying on. They're like, listen, just go straight to the jail. We'll meet you out there. No big deal. I was like, all right, cool. So I hit another U-turn at this point. I'm going out towards the jail. We get probably. Oh, I, I don't even get there. And someone's like, hey, I got crazy dudes. The the guy, I got his property um, all filled out. So they we meet up in a mall parking lot. They give it to me and I, I'm back on my way. I get probably, I don't know, quarter mile down the road. And uh, I hear Mr. Crazy go, I'm going to hang myself. And I look in the camera in the back compartment of the van. And sure enough, he never got his belt taken off him. And he's got it wrapped around his neck. And he's like trying to put it on. Uh, we had like a the divider between the, the two compartments. And he's trying to do it to in which we have had line of duty or uh, in custody deaths that way. So I like I hit the van I, you know i'm like he's gonna kill himself i hit the van real hard so he like falls because like you know he's trying to do it we grab him we chuck him on the ground we take his belt and whatever we get miss crazy out uh to cuff her at this point and then units follow me to the jail so we get to the jail at this point miss mdma has slipped her entire cocktail dress like just from her acting a fool so, and I get to the jail and I tell the COs that, and if you're a cage kicker here, just, you know, I appreciate you, but sometimes you guys can be dicks for no reason. And, um, so we get, we get Mr. Crazy out. He's fine. Like we, they know he's going to need some extra attention. So I'll come out for them. And I'm like, listen, while you're here, can you help me out with her? She's already made weird allegations. I just, I want 
witnesses and blah, 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 blah. I get the female officer out there and she did not like my agency, probably because we arrested the most people in the county and we made her work. Um, Open the door and the chick's butt naked. She goes, you can't bring them here like this. I'm like, I didn't do it. I was like, she slipped the dress off of her. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was too much of an issue. She wasn't like that when I put her in there. Right, right. I was like, she was fine. Check the camera. It wasn't me. <laughs> so, um, and she was passed out at that point. She finally like hit her high and she was out. Um, so they got her all taken care of, but very rarely is a, uh, a female arrestee or female subject who's going to be naked. Anything you want to see. And I always laugh now when the new guys, you know, it's like, Oh, we've got a naked 22 year old female down main street. And everyone's like, I'm around, I'm around, I'm around. I'm like, okay, you guys have fun with that because if they're, if she's naked, something bad just happened or she's crazy. It's never what you want. Yeah. It's not like, uh, it's like, I I don't know where that TV show Baywatch was ever uh, filmed. I've never been to, I'm not a beach person, but I've never been to a beach where everyone bought everybody on there sexy. And uh, uh-huh. that's probably why I'd never been to it because I was not invited to that beach. <laughs> they would, right. They'd look at me. No, you're not allowed. You don't have a six pack. You make fat boy beaches down there. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Um, and even, you know, we worked the beach, but beach was um, a separate agency for us. So it wasn't our jurisdiction. But we had to deal with all the spillover when the beach closed or, you know, when they went to restaurants or bars or whatever. Um, we, I mean, yes did, did i come across attractive people absolutely but they were never the ones that we were getting calls of service for like those you know those people tend to be more put together and they don't have to have a need for emergency services so um it's just crazy stuff and then you like you said with the meth heads and the the ones with the sores all over their bodies and missing you know they got summer teeth you know some are there some are not and it's just bad <laughs> some, bad stuff yeah was it today? Was it today or yesterday? I was talking to somebody. It was yesterday. We were talking to somebody on, you know, why some people choose to do, might choose to do drugs, especially like meth and stuff like that. Because you know, you you know, you see people on meth there. I mean, you're just you just fucks them all up. It's like just wake up one morning. It's like yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna do do some of that meth. I I want sores and on my face, my teeth fall out. I I just I just mm-hmm. can't wait to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, well, you know, I I heard I talked to one of them who said that they got hooked on it from Ritalin, um, because I think it's Ritalin. If you read, what what did have we had a we had a search warrant and we had some pills and we ran the. Oh no, uh, I I'm, I take Ritalin in the first. They don't it says say amphetamine. It says the the I don't know the, the whole long word the, the medical word, but the. When you read it, the first thing it's M E T H. It, it actually says meth on on yeah. it. Yeah, so. yeah, and and that's how this one guy would get hooked on it, or that's how he end up. And a lot of times, same with heroin, like it starts from like a, an accident, and they get hooked on like painkillers, and then before you know it, they don't do it anymore, and they got to go for something more. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. And I, I've talked to people in the past having worked, you know, narcotics and investigations trying to flip people or just trying to figure out what's going on in their brain. And I'm like, I, there was one girl, uh, she was out on pretrial for a, a heroin possession case. And on her pretrial release, she couldn't use drugs. And then she overdosed. So, and then when they Narcan her, I went to the hospital because she was, she was my target. 
and I, and she was going to go to jail. She's she going to serve her pretrial. And uh, and I sit her down and I go, what are you doing? I was like, you know, because you overdosed and you've seen people overdose, you know that there are two ways that this story ends for you, either jail or death. That's it. Like, why do you continue doing it? And then, you know, she had a sob story and whatever. And I thought our come to Jesus moment was effective. She was in custody for quite some time up until I left the agency. And significantly afterwards, she was in custody. Found out last week that she's back out. She's tricking now on the street. Her boyfriend, who she would uh, OD with all the time, he ended up dying. So now she's out tricking. And I was like, well, it was good for the six months that I put her in jail. So what are you going to do? <laughs> oh, it's it's crazy with with the drugs with dude and people like that yeah and i you know i say to them all the time or i said to people all the time like nobody is a eight-year-old bouncing boy or girl and goes you know what i want to do you know what i want to grow up to be a heroin addict that'd be that'd be just that'd be just tops obviously things happen to people and, and it's unfortunate if we get serious for a second um but it's just as a, as a police officer that has to deal with the the greatest show on earth it gets you know you have to make light of these situations otherwise it's just gonna it's gonna tear you up well on the serious side i believe some people are just more prone disposition wise to addiction than other people yeah. are i don't know if it's chem, some kind of chemical imbalance or whatever and i do believe a lot of his genetics I've seen it. Uh, I ain't saying the names, but I've seen it with some people. This, uh, you know, this person's, you know, mother OD'd. And now he's an alcoholic. It just seems like it's, it may be something genetic or something, but it yeah. just seems some people are more, more uh, susceptible to being addicted to stuff like that. So I don't know. And now that they, yeah. now that they they did the big uh, what. Lockdown on opioids because they had all the people on pills. Mm-hmm. Now what do we have? We have a bunch of people ODing constantly on fentanyl because people can't get pills no more. They're going over using fentanyl. They didn't stop anything. Oh, they right. pe- you know the opioids. No, all you did was take. All they did was leave the pills because they can't get them because it's too hard to get now. And they just went and started using fentanyl, which is way more dangerous. Yeah. Yep, you're absolutely right. And it started as people were getting fentanyl by accident, not by accident, but, you know, they were using it to cut it because it was cheap. And now I know, you know, people order fentanyl. They're like, yeah, no, I want I want the good stuff. That's good stuff. It, it would be white or brown and brown would be straight heroin and white would be fentanyl. And they'd want white. They'd say, they'd say no, I want I want I want white. Um, where I worked, I think they called it white boy and, and brown boy. And that would be what they would order. And they, they'd say, no, nah, man, I want the white. And I'm like, you realize that's killing you, right? Like that your chances of dying are dramatically higher, but they say that the high is better. And I'm like, yeah, because you're almost dead. Yeah. <laughs> and talk about, like I said, we, we talked about it not long ago on another episode. Uh, once you got somebody OD and they Narcan them, mm-hmm. when they come out of it, that's one pissed off son of a bitch down there because yeah. now you done fucked their high up. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. It's like you were I mean, how many, dead? How many stories of uh, of... OD is turning into fights just because, you know, one, they, they don't know who you are, why you're in their face, shit like that. But two, because they're pissed that you ruined the high. It's crazy. And, and, you know, you talk about cops shouldn't be sent to mental illness calls. Cops probably shouldn't be administering Narcan either. Like, that's not that's not our boat. Well, we but, don't we don't carry Narcan. Us, oh, you don't. That's that's good. No, we got uh, fire department and, 
you know, the, the ambulance, the paramedics and stuff, they do it. We, we don't carry Narcan. Hmm. Yeah, our agency, my first, my last agency, uh, it was originally given to us to, in case we got exposed on the street, the officers. And then, so that's what I kept it for. I kept it in, in my, in my go bag and everyone knew where it was, whatever. Then it started to be, Hey, this guy's OD and go grab your Narcan to other people. No one said it to me for a long time and they would do it. They'd pop them. And then it became a department policy. If you have it, you will administer it. And then it became, you will have it and you will administer it. And it's just like, slowly we became more and i was like that's and then the 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 crazy irony of all that is back when my cpr certification lapsed i said hey can i uh go take a cpr refresher course and and can i bill you guys for it and they go no we're not going to accept that liability i was like oh okay let me just go ahead and administer uh, stick some, this some needle medication. <laughs> yeah i was like, a, okay a little <laughs> puffer up the nose or whatever yeah. Oh, yeah and then i said and then as things progressed i was like okay can i get emt certified no that was i was i said it as a joke because i knew they'd say no but i was like if i'm gonna start giving out medication I, i'd like to be i got yelled at once um before the whole narcan thing because we arrested somebody and he was a diabetic and he said that he was going through it and i gave him a cup of water and i think he already had food in his property he's like listen can i can I get that my blood sugar is gonna crash and i'm gonna crash and it's gonna be bad so i said okay sure I got yelled at by the sergeant, like, no, we don't give them anything because we don't know what it's laced with, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward three years and, and we're sticking things up people's noses. I was like, this is crazy. I can't I can't help a diabetic not crash, but if a, if a guy's ODing, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had a, we had some issues. With, we, we had a little stint for a while. We were getting a lot of ODs. Uh, I think we got most mm-hmm. of those in jail right now. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that too. I noticed that uh, ODs have kind of la- calmed down for a minute, but it comes in waves. Um, I know my old agency because we had a DA- DEA task force working with us, and they were keeping track of all the overdoses in the in the jurisdiction. Uh, I can't remember the number now, but we had a triple digit number for yearly overdoses and Narcan deployments and things like that. And it's uh, I like I said, right now it seems like we haven't had those calls in a minute. Even from sitting on the dispatch side, I really haven't seen that a lot. Um, we've had like overdoses as far as like suicide attempts, but not like accidental heroin fentanyl overdoses. So I don't know. I don't know if they're because you think about it, you know, if you're a drug dealer and you're going to start giving everybody fentanyl, well, eventually you're going to kill off your entire yeah. customer <laughs> supply. So yeah. it's not, it's, yeah. that's not good business. Okay. Well, I was a drug dealer. I had to file bankruptcy because I killed <laughs> right, all my right. clients died. <laughs> right? Yeah. That was crazy. Oh, man, you got you got to go. You got to go to Ice Man. He's got the best shit. Yeah, yeah. It kills people. <laughs> I got the good shit. Come here. It was nice knowing you. <laughs> people, people are dying to try it, man. Well, it might have helped when they started. Uh, did they start? Uh, I think I read about some cases where some people died and they charged a drug dealer with murder or some yeah, shit like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But maybe they started cutting it with more or something where it wasn't quite maybe. so Maybe. I know that when I was talking to our DEA guy, they, he actually said that that was a difficult thing to prosecute. Even though that it had like a lot of media attention, it's a difficult thing to get first off the U.S. attorney to go with because he was on the federal level as a task force officer. But also just getting all the evidence to... 
yeah, it's it's easy to get to the point of, you know, this guy OD. This was the last dealer he talked to. They they operate a they do a buy and then they they hook them. But to get all of that lined up as far as evidentiary system. Standards are concerned. It's, it's a pain in the ass. So if they if you're in a jurisdiction where they do it and they're successful, that's a lot of hard work and it's great. But maybe that did scare a couple of people from uh, from continuing to do. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I, like I, said, I think they're probably just cutting it. They stopped using it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you, you, absolutely not. So they probably cut it with something else now. Now. The wife must be home. I heard other noise on. <laughs> kind of messed me up for a little bit. Uh, on your podcast, I do listen to his podcast, and uh, but he gets like smart, like really smart people on his. Uh, we talked <laughs> about it before we we started recording. It's like the last one I just listened to. It's like uh, I guess he he still is a captain or used to be a captain. Yeah, he's he's still a captain. He yeah, wrote wrote like a couple books and all kind of stuff like that. Uh, so y'all, y'all do need to go check it out. Uh, and you have your meme page. Yep, yep. Uh, that came first. You know what came first, the chicken or the egg? I did the uh, started the meme page. I don't know if we said it before I press before you press record or not, but I started the meme page back in uh, 2019. I just uh, I had just moved into my new apartment, and uh, I had made it. I would I, the way I started making memes was in the academy, just to bullshit with the guys that I worked with or that I was in class with. I'd make I took the idea from a guy that was in the class with he would make memes based on us based on people that were in the class and i was like oh he's getting some attention for that that's kind of funny and uh i started doing it too and i re- i just got obsessed with it i would do it all the time carried on into working and i would just start making i start generalizing it a little bit more and i made one meme about troopers and um troopers and city cops and uh i sent it to my buddy who was a trooper who used to be a city cop and, and a few others. That was it, you know, no big deal. And then I'm in my apartment scrolling Facebook and I see that meme. And I was like, wait a second, that's shared by big page. Big page was like a million followers. And it, the meme itself had thousands and thousands of likes and shares and stuff. I was like, that's crazy. I messaged the dude and I'm like, Hey, that's my meme. And he goes, that's cool. <laughs> and that's it i just took and your I, shit <laughs> yeah and i was like well that's not cool so i went on instagram i, I made the 10 memes uh page for the very reason of okay if this happens again people know where to find it like i get some kind of notoriety for it and then i posted that meme on the page and because it was a new page i got like one like on it and um I started just taking the memes that I already had in my phone for the past couple of years, putting the little 10, eight memes logo or name on it and just start reposting all those. Eventually people started following me from like California and just all over the, the country. And then, then it just became a hobby. Um, I did that for a year, a little less than a year. And I was like, I started getting more active on Instagram start communicating with people and, and posting and sharing more content. And I was like, people seem to give a damn what I'm saying. I don't really know why, but they do. And I've always, I, I have a, a history in like broadcasting and I was like, it'd be real and, and like um, production stuff. And I was like, it'd be really cool if originally I wanted to do a video series of, and I it was going to be the coffee with the cop show. And I was just going to sit there and I would have a cup of coffee and I'd talk about shit. And 
that name was taken. And I was like, I really don't want my face anywhere because my agency didn't know about it at that time. I didn't want to get jammed up at all. So I was like, well, I could do a podcast. Then it could all just be audio. It could be my voice, which is pretty uh, identifiable too, but I don't use my name. No big deal. So I set up the podcast. Um, I had made some nice connections through the page, got some, some uh, guys of notoriety on there. And so now I've been doing the meme page coming up on the start of the third year and the podcast. Uh, I'm on the, I'm in the second year of the podcast too. So maybe I'm actually off a year in my, in my thing, but um, so I've been doing it for a while and uh, it's, it's been good. I'm actually, I, I might have to check, but last I checked this morning, the episode I put out, I was just shy of a hundred thousand downloads, which uh, I'd never, when I started, I thought that would even be a thing. Um, but it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's, I mean, just for, and people message me all the time. They're like, dude, how'd you come across it? I'm at 99,923 downloads right now. Um, people message me, you know, new pages coming up, new podcasts, new, whatever, new connections. And they're like, how'd you get so big? And I, I think I paid for two ads on Instagram trying to grow my page. And it was the biggest waste of my money because, you know, you, you can set your demographic. And I would say like mostly males in their, mid 20s to mid 30s because that's what most of my audience is but females and, listen to podcasts more i think um actually it's it, that's actually more more guys is it? um <laughs> yeah but um but just generally that's just what i tried to do well guess what you know what also is that that age demographic a lot of trolls a lot of like mm-hmm. social justice warriors and everything and that's what that ad got me so i was like well that's stupid don't waste your money on that um just word of mouth and that's I, like I said, I made some nice friends through the pages um, of some uh, nice sized uh, following. And just by getting my, my name out there, getting my page and, and the, the podcast out has really been the key to my growth. And I, yes, it's mostly just memes. Uh, that's kind of, but my, my passion and what I really enjoy doing the most is the podcast. Um, it kind of, I've always been creative. I've done uh, film in high school I did in college I did some communication and broadcast stuff so that was like always been my passion and this gave me a chance to do it but also integrate police work in it too which has been my my uh, my drug of choice if you want to say that for the last seven or so years so it, it's it's been a it's been a fun run for sure yeah well I'm catching up with you on the uh, downloads <laughs> so, nice but uh I have had uh like I said, I'm get every month I get a little bit more and a little bit more. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's by word of mouth and stuff like that, and yeah. being on different people's podcasts and stuff like that because you know, bigger or smaller. It, like I mean, you discussed that earlier. It don't matter to me. Yeah, no, and it, that's the thing. It doesn't. It doesn't matter because if if five people are listening to Johnny's podcast and they're they you're on it, and then those five people check out your podcast, well then you go there. There's five more people. Like, yeah, and that's that's the thing on my podcast. I like, I just like reaching people and I like talking to people. And the only reason the numbers matter to me is because I want to reach more people. It has nothing to do with money or fame. If you want to call it that it's just because I think sometimes I have an important message on there and I really want to reach more people. That's really the only reason why I I care about the numbers. And my girlfriend gets on me. She's like, stop looking at the numbers. Like she, (laughs) I used to, I I used to obsess. I'll be honest. I'm on, I'm on, I started doing seasons, so I'm kind of stuck. But my seasons are one year at a time. Mm-hmm. So I'm just starting in 
the third season, so it hadn't been quite three years yet. And when I first started, I was real obsessed with the numbers. I might, I may check. I think I usually check them like once a day now. Mm-hmm. And that's about it because I can't just obsess over the numbers. Right, like right. That. And I was doing because you can get I mean, discouraged that, too on it. You know, yeah, you put something and that out. was what was happening. And I would sit next to her and I'm like, oh man, this podcast that I thought was going to be really good and I put a lot of effort into it, it's not performing that well. And what really was happening was I was looking at it too closely. Like it, I was looking at it daily and the, the daily fluctuation would piss me off or it upset me. And then, but when I zoomed out and I was looking at like the yearly or monthly, it was either holding steady or it was actually trending upward. So she was like, get the app off your phone. I use anchor, uh, anchor.fm as the app. She's like, get the app off, app off your phone. Check it when you update, you know, you put up a new podcast once a week or whatever let that be your day of like checking on it and then just stop doing it. Cause it's, it's pissing you off. And I did. And it's, it's been so much more freeing that way um, to, to not do it. And my dog is kicking the, the dresser. <laughs> so just disregard him. He's going to start making some, some noise right now, but well, it's like um, mine, my episodes that do the worst, believe it or not, is uh, at the, at the first, the, during the first week of every month I started doing for a while now, I do the end of, uh, end of watch episode. Mm-hmm. I don't do any talking. I mean, well, I talk, but I don't do any stories or anything like that. All I do is I go on there and, I, you know, every every law enforcement officer that died from the memorial page that they have listed for that month, I read their name, their department, how long they were working. If and I don't do it for the COVID ones, but the other people, you know, if they got shot, run over, however they died, I read each thing on how they passed away and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Those, I understand why, I guess a lot, a lot of people don't want to, the gloom or whatever of it, but not no, nobody ever talks about them. So. Yeah. Yeah. I did um, last year around, around police Memorial week. Um, I did one for the, the previous year and I, I did COVID and everything. And I thought going into it, because uh, a story had come out, I can't remember what it was, but it pissed me off. Some city official was set was um, I think actually it was pro- not to get political. I know you do that on your other show, um, but one political official was like reading the list of every person that was killed by police in a, in a public setting. And I was like, this is bullshit. It yep. pissed me off. So I went on ODMP and I read everybody that died the year prior uh, and including COVID. And I thought, all right, this would be like a little five minute bit. No big deal. It ended up being a 20 minute read of all these people. And it was terrible. And I was going to do 2020 and I was going to do up to 2021 for when I did it, which was probably like April or May of last year. I never got to 2021 because it was just so long. 2021 so, was very long. Like I said, I've been doing it since sometime 2021. Like I said, I do it every month. So I just do it the yeah. first of every month. So I said, but I would think, I thought maybe, but. I'm gonna. I continue doing it because not enough people do it. But yeah, sure, I can't sure. Abs- yeah, and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do the 2021 version. My buddy uh, was killed in line of duty, so I'm gonna do it for him. Um, I'm supposed to go up to uh, Police Week for him, uh, but you know things happened. I wasn't able. I'm, I don't think I'll be able to go. But it's. Uh, it, it is terrible. It's terrible that it doesn't get the uh, publicity it needs. Obviously, the. I think the agencies that are affected by it, they deal with it appropriately most of the time i haven't seen an agency even like big ones like nypd they they seem to honor honor their sacrifice but the fact that you know nationally it's not 
recognized uh, adequately enough to me. That that's very frustrating. So I appreciate that you do do it. And I noticed that as uh, as you and I were starting to set this up, I looked you up and I saw that you did that. And I was like, that's really cool. Knowing that in July or August of last year, I know you mentioned my buddy's name. Like you know what I mean. Like that that yeah. means a lot to me. And uh, it's it's just a it's a big deal. And you know it needs to this dog is pissing me off. <laughs> um, it, it's a very big deal. So I do appreciate that you do that. And it sucks that it's not a popular topic, but I, again, I get why it's not uh, for me. My episodes that don't do well are mental health episodes, which is a big deal for me. Um, and I think it's because cops just don't want to think about it. They don't want to like call themselves well, out on. We know what the stigma is with that. You yeah. been on the job, you know what I mean? Unfortunately, it's like they're like, oh, yeah. Some of these farmers like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll help you out. And it's like, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've been fortunate enough. I've, I had, I had one little thing when I said when I was transitioning from one department to the other, uh, I, I had a little, I mentioned it before, so in the secret, I had a little thing of depression and stuff like that. Uh, worked through it and, still, I'm getting close. I'm, you know, I'm pushing out. I mean, I'm three years out and I can retire. And, mm-hmm. you know, I keep, am I going to do some drop or am I going to keep going and do this? I'm still trying to figure that out because I'll only be 54 years old and we might have, we might have to do a serious one because I'm about to get serious. We'll have to do another episode. But uh, yeah, it's like in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to do after that? Because, and I've talked about it in other ones and it's hard, even though I say it, it's like, don't let the job define who you are. Yeah, yeah. And it's so hard not to do that because I've been doing this for, you know, over half of my life, almost 30 years. And it's basically a big part of who I am. So when I'm not doing it no more, who am I going to be? So we'll have to do another one on that. Yeah, well, I was just thinking, (laughs) and we were talking right before we pressed record, how we're going to do a two-parter. We can probably touch on that on mine because, you know, we we tend to get – it's weird because I started mine because obviously I'm a meme page. I started as a comedy podcast, and I noticed I had more serious episodes than than not. Um, So now I changed – I think I'm a a culture podcast forever. Well, Um, I'll say I I listened to your last episode today and uh, with with, with that guy, and, uh, you know, there's some things I didn't agree with, but but he had a whole lot of good information, too, that I did agree with also. Mm-hmm. So I mean, because not everybody's going to agree with everything everybody else has to say, of course. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah, and I just like, like I said before, I like talking to people. I like getting ideas that don't may not match with mine, you know. Because if you're if all you're going to do is listen to your own opinion, you're not going to grow or you're not going <laughs> to yeah, change exactly. the way you go, you know. Um, so I I do appreciate that, but yeah, definitely, I think I think we'll get you on and we can talk about all of that because that's a that's a common trend on my show is just. We do get deep, but at the same time, you know, at the same time, I like to have fun with well, it too. The so. end of it, the end of it was funny. I enjoyed your family feud part of it. Did you? Uh, you're me like and the your, first person. Me, me and your guest there, because I was, I was actually on my way home this afternoon when I was listening to it, and you'd asking the questions, and the guest you got, me and him, I was damn near answering the same exact thing he was <laughs> on a because what your first one is said, you know, what's cop's favorite movie? I went Die Hard, and he said Die Hard because we were both wrong, but <laughs> but it's like, but we both said the same exact thing. But he's been doing it twenty something years too, so yeah. pretty sure we have quite a bit of the same mindset. But I feel like we were answering almost tit for tat, same thing. Yeah, that's that's funny. That's funny. It's 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 nice seeing the different generations of cops. You know what I mean? Like I've talked to guys with 
five years on, no years on, 20 years on. And it's it, to me, it's interesting seeing the different the different generations and the different mindsets that that span them, too. Oh, yeah, it's definitely different. Well, look, go ahead and tell them the information on where you're at and how to find you and everything. Like Absolutely. That. So Instagram, I'm at 108 spent spelled out T E N E I G H T underscore memes. I'm also on Facebook, 108 memes spelt out no underscore on that one. Um, anywhere you listen to podcasts, um, Apple, Spotify, whatever, just type in 108 podcast. It'll show up um, on all those sites. I link to, I got merch, some t-shirts and, and some other stuff. If you want to grab them, um, just some dorky stuff to do, but those are basically the the best places to find me now. And everybody, go go check him out. Like I said, he's in my playlist. I listen to him. I forgot to do the stuff in the beginning because I'm old and forget. Go like and subscribe. Hit the bell. If you're on Apple, give me a five star review. Write a review. I'll shout you out. And remember to smile because the Ice Man could always be behind you. <laughs>